Hi everyone and welcome to our new NDA podcast, It's Always Media Thursday, with me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and also... Me, Andy Oakes, not the editor. So we're going to do this every week and really we're just going to, we're going to chat about stuff, industry things, uh, things that are, you know, we think are important the industry, things that people have told us about and things we've told people about, but it's going to be pretty informal and it's going to be pretty, would you say fascinating, Andy? I say fascinating. I'd say insightful, incisive, illuminating. No, probably no. not. There's no illumination here. But you know, you might find something you'd like to listen to. So let's. What are we going to talk about today, Andy? First off, it's award season kicking off, so we should probably talk about that. Talk about how that market has changed and evolved, and what we can look forward to over the next year. Yeah, I mean, you and I both run innumerable awards, and we had a really good piece on NDA not so long ago from our columnist uh, Karma at Saxis and he wants to talk about industry was good or bad and I, you know he was quite nervous before he wrote the piece but I think he came across amazingly well because his point was although industry awards are often sort of bedevils and, and discussed terminably actually they do a really important job they reward excellence they're great for people's careers and they help agencies just do better work they really do. I and mean, it's interesting. We've, on our side, been much more involved in say, loosely termed effectiveness awards rather than the big creative awards, which I think are slightly different. Um, they're slightly more objective rather than subjective. You, you know, you do have to show proof. As ever, there are always conspiracy theories about, uh, about awards. Yeah. There's always, uh, quite frankly, a lot of rubbish talked about them that, oh, we didn't get this because they don't like this. We didn't get this because we didn't spend enough money with them. We didn't get it because we're not sponsoring the awards tonight. And you know what? Possibly with some smaller, not industry standard type. Slightly dodgy. Dodgy. <laughs> probably regional. <laughs> I, I, that might happen. But I, you know what? If the, with the big trade press, I don't think that's happening in the slightest. No, I agree. People are always going about it. You know, are they fixed? And you and I used to run them. And I would say that they were completely utterly ethically pure you know at, at, back at NMA you were publisher I was editor and you sort of never forced me to do anything sort of commercially bad you never yeah, anything you just want to do no you do no things I did want to do quite a lot but but I, I do I do think I, awards are generally run so well you know across all the I used to run the awards at BMO help out with the awards at BMO and you also trade associations trade press they're run really well if if they weren't they wouldn't keep going and also the people running them they haven't got any truck really with anything dodgy going on behind the scenes so it's yes as you say i'm sure there's some awards out there that are closely run but generally awards are run really well the best work wins uh, yeah i mean i remember just the the, the slight uh, to to ensure in total probity i mean i remember being involved in a set of awards I think it was at the drum where I had to leave the room every time a Dentsu entry was discussed, purely because my wife worked at iProspect at the time. You know, and it wasn't even iProspect entries. It was any, you know, anything to do with Dentsu. But things like that, you know, it, they don't just do things for the good of the ones. They do things to make sure that, that, that people do, can feel safe in entering, that they can do. But I think the drum have done very well in that respect. I think they've got one of the best people in the industry over there in Leicester. Yeah, she's amazing. Huge amount for the industry and does a huge amount in making sure that awards are excellent. 
as you say, I mean, you know, when I, we run awards, people have to leave the room if they're involved, yeah. which is what happens. But I think one of the things that always amuses me, amuses the wrong word, but awards are a big deal for people. They spend a lot of money entering them. And, you know, when I was a judge, the number of awards that get just thrown away because people haven't filled in the form properly, haven't given the right information, or it, it's just sort of crazy. I just think people would need to take it as seriously as, as they say they do. I, I used to really enjoy the, my email inbox mornings after the NMA Awards, people saying, well, I don't know why we didn't win this. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Six five times out of ten, it's because you didn't enter, which was always, <laughs> always going to count against you. A panel of judges decided someone else was better than you. Now, who can say what's going on in the judge's head at any one time, but they're at there are independent chairman of the judges as well. They quite often take out the strongest and the weakest so that you get an average. So, no, Let, let's let's kill the conspiracy theories about awards. Totally. So it, it's, it's a common thing. It does get quite a task. And also, I say you mentioned judges. and mentioned Lynn at, at the job, and she does get amazing judging panels. And again, that's one of the best things about awards ceremonies. You get these amazing judges that give up quite a lot of time and... You know, I used, to, I used to judge every awards under the sun and I stopped doing it just because it was so time-consuming, really, to be frank. Yeah. So people give yeah, a lot of time. Where you get the email and someone says, oh, we'd, we'd be honoured if you judge our awards. You go, well, of course I'll do that. And then <laughs> deep down, your heart is sinking as you think, oh, God. I once judged the Booksellers Awards, the Bookseller, best websites, about hmm, maybe 15 years ago. And they printed out websites for the entries in the massive room writers fund. Your knowledge about book selling is, is second to none. I can't imagine why you don't get offered a lot more of those. I know. But so awards. Awards are good. Keep doing them. They're important. How we do you... might be doing some of our own sometime soon, but that's obviously well, very let's, secret. Let's not tell anyone about those yet because no, that, uh, secret it's the greatest of blue stripe traditions. Until it's got yeah. a logo, it's not real. Exactly. I haven't got a logo. Exactly. So what else is going on? It's August. And I was talking to someone just about an hour ago about the fact that actually this August is feeling more like August of old. Last August, obviously, no one was leaving the country, no one could. Everyone was sitting at home depressed. Now it feels like people are leaving. Uh, we're getting loads of out, of out of offices on newsletters and that sort of thing. So is it going to be like normal August again? It's not going to be like normal August yet again. And I think there are a few factors playing into that. I think look, loads of people are still staying in the UK. A lot of people are still worried about their jobs. So we'll still be checking on emails, we'll still be irrespective of the great industry push towards mental health and telling people that they're worried about their well-being, you know, we both know places where if the boss sends you an email, you open it. Yeah, exactly. And you can take Slack off your phone, if you like, and go camping somewhere in, I don't know, North Wales, but they'll still find you. Are you go camping in North Wales? Oh, I'm not going camping. I wouldn't do that again. It's, it was, I've tried it twice. Our commercial director, James, is actually camping now, even though it's been... Two weeks. It's, it sounds more like a, a, a sentence rather than a break. But uh... in Scotland does sound a bit of a sentence. You're sentenced to two weeks camping in Scotland. So what do you think we are going to see this August? Because, again, it was last year was... was well, we're just talking now about our industry, so it was funny for every reason we know that. But, but like, you know, August, I think, has been... Ten years ago, the industry did really shut down. It hasn't for the last decade or so. It's still busy in August. Last, last year is very different. I... I do think this August we might see a, a real return to a previous August. It's not a normal year, but everyone suddenly seems to be rushing off and just looking at Well, the... you know what I hope happens is that the afternoon drinks where someone says, meet me for a beer at half past three happens and people start doing it again. 
because people need to start that side of the industry up again the quiet words the sneak conversations the bits of gossip but also that's how a lot of business is done yeah great uh, and i want that happening again but also uh, you know for our stuff i want them to go on holiday and i want them to i want them to turn off i really yeah. do i think it's been a hard well we it has been a horribly hard year for people and i want them to go and go and have breaks but if you are in london over august go and have a beer go meet people give us a call we'll meet you for a beer we will meet you for a beer <laughs> from thirty onwards. Almost guaranteed, we'll, we'll do that. It is so important. It's so important. It's such an important part of the industry. The reason we call this podcast "It's Always Media Thursday" is because it kind of always is. You know, you can always meet people for a drink. People are always there. People are always willing to go out. And I mean, just in the last few weeks, we've been in the office much more, and I've both bumped into people, interesting people we haven't seen for ages, just in the local Soho pub. And that's, you know, things have come out of that. We're about to launch something big on NDA. It's been very exciting with podcasts. And that came because we bumped into a couple of people in, in Soho, didn't it? Exactly that. It's the, it's the serendipity of that, that chance conversation. I mean, one, one of, that's one of the reasons we launched Practice Makes Unperfect. It was a few drinks with Amy and she, a kernel of idea occurred. And lots it, of was, it was a lot of drinks with Amy. Let's make that quite clear. Well, Yes. But I mean, in drinking with Amy terms, it was a few by that stage. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Because there's normal drinking and then there's drinking with Amy. <laughs> For those that don't know, we're talking about the legend that is Amy Keane, big friend of the uh, big friend of the podcast. I'm sure she'll be, even though this has no friends yet, but I'm sure she will be. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, I think it's as you say. You know, PMU did come out of that. What that the new plans we've got for NDA count and meeting someone in Soho, and it is just such an important thing. And I think that. It's slowly starting to happen again. You know, you come into town more, you see more people. A good friend of mine works with publicists and they're back, but ish, you know, so it's sort of starting slowly. So hopefully as the summer trundles on and September starts, things will get back to, to relatively normal. So, so carrying on from that theme, back to the office. How have you found it? You look happier. I love it. I mean, we were in the office this week on, I was there Monday and Tuesday and we were there on Wednesday. And then Thursday is quite depressing being at home. I've got used to working from home. It's lovely. But when you're in the office, and it's been quite busy in the office this week, and it's such a nice thing, you know, you can't get away from the fact this incessant discussion about back to the office and how important it is. I thought it was interesting when we both sort of hosted stages at Madfest the other week, and there was a talk from one amazing lady talking about the fact this is such a southern media obsession with going back to the office, and most of the country doesn't work in an office. Most of the country works in shops and factories which is kind of interesting. But again, this podcast is about just our industry. And, and the office has, has such a central role. And you talk to people, I'm trying to think of a good example recently who I've talked to, uh, Greg Rimmer over at MediaTel. You know, he's been in the office almost every day throughout this. He's, he sees it as, as centrally important. And yeah. yes, work, festival working is a great thing. And out of this pandemic will come great things to do with festival working. But the office is such a central part, part of our industry. Yeah, and I think we should make it very clear that if you want a podcast about working in shops and factories, this isn't for you. Well, although next week's episode, the Shops and Factories special, <laughs> that's a new thing. I, I, I look forward to being on that, and I look forward to contributing very little. Have you ever worked in a shop or a factory? I worked in a chicken factory. Did you? Not, not really. It wasn't a chicken factory. It was just a place where you put eggs in boxes, but I did, I did that. It was quite fun. I've worked in lots of shops. I, mean, I can see you in shops, not so much a yeah. factory. I worked in a factory selling point-of-sale plastic materials. 
That's very natural. Because of my attitude, which I think was probably fair. Oh, it's definitely fair. And also, you had your famous stint of driving around pubs, delivering oh, cigarettes. That was a great job. That was one of the best jobs I ever had. I drove around pubs and delivered cigarettes, snacks, and soft soft drinks occasionally. But yeah, I was the guy that brought the pickled eggs and the pickled walnuts around. <laughs> that's, that's one of the pinnacles of my career. Probably agree. So back to the office, back to the office in our industry. What do you think we're going to happen, see happen? We we brought in Blue Strike Group, which owns NDA. We brought in Ross System, which seems to be going pretty well so far. Uh, all the big tech companies mm, slowly getting there. The agency got, I've got, the agency got, the agencies have got really amazing practice in place. Again, talk to my friend and publicist, it, they've got things up so, so amazingly there. But also, when I interviewed Smart and Sorrel, I get at Madfest the other week. You know, they've got rid of loads of officers. They've just counted them, moving yeah. to a, to a more flexible working. So I don't know what we're going to see in the next couple of years in terms well, of. Well, first of all, putting aside your shameless bit of name dropping there, it's going to be interesting dependent on different size of agencies. And it's going to be different when we get to, so, you know, middle of September, holiday season will be over, kids will be back at school. And I think. I think there'll be a, a slow creep from what, you know, just from what we were talking about then of, I was in the office yesterday. It was great. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to go in again. And then I'm going to go in again. I know lots of people have said, Oh, the pandemic has changed everything about work habits. And it possibly has, but I think what, I don't think as much as people have said, I think people will start to drift back. People will want to be in the office a little bit more. People will be bored with being at home. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And also, you know, another long winter. And also, I guess, don't forget, when you, when you first start in your career, whether that's in any part of the creative industries, the media agency or, or journalism or, or wherever, you generally get paid very little. But at the same time, most things are generally free. There's parties, people sit out for lunch, your boss will make sure he buys you drinks or she buys you drinks all the way through. So all that sort of stuff is just now not happening, really. I mean, yes... Agencies and tech companies have tried to replace those benefits in kind of bit, but it's not the same thing part of the industry where most, if you want, evenings are A, free and B, pretty fun. So are you saying that towards the end of months, many more people will be back in the office if their <laughs> yeah. account runs down, the <laughs> chance to take free for free stuff off your company yeah. will grow and people will be back in the office? Definitely free stuff, and then also the desire to meet and innovate and network and create amazing work for the companies with who you work. Okay, well, yeah. But, I mean, but free, free stuff, stuff obviously. It's, it's always free stuff. I think that's the case. But, you know, I've start, you're starting to see it. The, the trains are busier. The underground is busier. The underground is definitely getting busier. The last few nights coming home has been just the same as the pre-pandemic crushed in on the central line, and I've absolutely loved it. That's how, that's how London community should be. I know that's not probably... The right thing to say, but it's true. That's how London commuting should be, and that's—I think—that's what we've all missed. Again, well, that, it was still and, empty enough for me to carry a tower fan on the central <laughs> line, which I'd mistakenly sent home rather than to the office. And I don't ever want to have to carry a tower fan across London on the central line again. It was a mistake. Well, I think actually, was it you carrying a tower fan, or was it Lydia? Uh, partner and your wife I think it was Lydia I think it was her well, rather than you, you know, I think you weren't carrying anything we were both there were. and I think that's the important part of the story that we, there, I, I, well yeah, we were involved in a tower fan carrying set of circumstances and, I, and I, I, you know details details that aren't important at this stage they're not important at all so let, let, let's talk briefly about our events we mentioned Madfest 
mentioned getting back to the office and events coming back. I think ATS London's back. Uh, I shared the other day with Brown Savior Summit and Rob, who runs it, was really upset. He didn't manage to put it off in the flesh, but the next one will be, he says. So real-world events coming back. I saw just today, actually, an awards, got who the awards is from in October, and that's going to be in person at the Marriott, I think. So everything's coming back. So what do you think the shape of the awards ministry is going to look like? And not in five years' time, but, you know, come the end of this year and the start of next are we all going to be flooding back to events? It's interesting, isn't it? Because, as we know, a lot of the big American-owned ad tech companies are still very keen on their employees not going to events. They don't want them going to events or awards, which you know, I, th- I still think we're going to be looking at a hybrid model for quite a while. Right. I mean, we talked about Madfest, and you know, yes, they are our friends, but yes, what a great couple of days that was. It was amazing. It was just amazing. I think I mean, everyone I've talked to is there. I mean, you and I have been sort of doing stuff throughout this whole period and being in the office and that sort of stuff. But I kept meeting people who hadn't sort of left their local area, walking into Madfest, unsure how to do it, unsure how to meet people and network, all these things that we took for granted and did all the time. And let's be honest, moaned about going to trade shows and conferences. And then yeah, every yeah. person there thought it was incredible. It was, uh, there were some very interesting greetings, I noticed. That <laughs> yeah. Some people would hold their arms wide open for a hug. Whilst at the same time, the other person will put their fist out <laughs> yeah. for uh, a bump of some description. And, and yeah, there was a lot of awkwardness around that. And I quite, I personally, I quite enjoyed watching that. You know, people were, there was a lot of questions. Like, Are you a hugger? I mean, I you, was, were, you were a I was a hugger. I was hugging everyone I, everyone I could. Yeah. Sometimes even when they didn't expect it, when you didn't even know them. I know. Well, I hug anyone. People, people generally like me hugging them, generally. Generally. I mean, Jenna Burson, who I saw the other day, didn't because again she hadn't been out of you know out of fair layer for a long time. But then I almost 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 hugged her as well because I love Janet Burton. But anyway, look, let's we're going around wrap up soon-ish. This is a weekly podcast. It's me and Andy just talking. Won't say rubbish. We're just talking about industry industry comings and goings, and we're going to have guests on sort of here or there. It's Thirty minutes every week. You should always listen because it's always been something you can learn, amuse, be amused by. Or hate? I think we should set some rules of things we want to talk about, things we don't want to talk about. What don't you want to talk about? We don't want to talk about the effect of, you know, people's data in the uh, run-up to the abolition of the third-party cookie. I think we need to talk about the deprecation of the third-party cookie quite a lot. Or, however, or not. So that's to talk it's about it's very much this season's... Um, do you remember the thing we used to talk about a lot, which is it's where creativity meets science. No, no, no. It's where creativity... It's combined with data. Oh, yeah. I did about 15 different... When Mad Men meet the Math Men. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to be doing that. We're going to talk about We're things that happen that. in the industry. As always, NDA is by the industry for the industry. So that's what's going in the industry. What's so the if, industry. Yeah. And I think if you want to come on the podcast, drop us a mail. Tell us what you're going to bring to our podcast. And specifically when we do host it live, and it will be... We, we'll, we'll be recording them in, um, in Blue Stripe Towers uh, recording studio. Oh, Generally, what are, you bring? what are you going to bring physically to bribe us uh, and to, to make the podcast run better? We, yeah. we once legendarily ran a podcast between Media Lad and Amy Keane that was almost entirely fueled by Jaeger. That's coming back soon. That's coming back soon. So email us at our Blue Stripe group addresses uh, what you will bring to the podcast. And make sure you go to newdigitalage.co, although you're probably listening to this podcast through 
there, but if not, go to www.newtutelage.co. So all that remains to say is thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.